The next piece you'll see uh, from me is actually not about the Fed or the ASX 200. It's a piece on uh, US inflation. It's uh, called Why High Inflation is Misery. Um, and I'll talk about that in detail uh, next week. But uh, since the, uh, the news this week is about what the Fed has just said and what's been happening in the market, I thought it might be uh, uh, better than useful. Uh, if I talked about the Federal Reserve and uh, our updated model of the ASX 200. It's really interesting that uh, even though uh, the media is, uh, <clears throat> has put out a big scare about inflation and, and about the Fed hiking rates in, responsible, in response to inflation, that when we uh, read, read the Fed statement or uh, when I was uh, listening to Jay Powell talk this morning, uh, it's interesting that the Fed is still very much concerned about the pandemic and in particular the risks to the outlook uh, from further strains uh, of the pandemic. And that's what it uh, says in the second paragraph, the risks to the economic outlook remain, including from new variants of the virus. So in response to that, they're moving a lot uh, more slowly uh, to tighten monetary policy than uh, the media would like to uh, scare them into, I guess. And one of the other things that the media, both in Australia and in the US, uh, have uh, lost sight of is that there's more to monetary policy than interest rates. And what that extra bit to monetary policy, both in the US and Australia, uh, over the last couple of years has been has been quantitative easing. And what the Fed and the RBA both have to do uh, before they can start hiking rates is they've got to unwind quantitative easing. And as they unwind quantitative easing, that itself is tightening of monetary policy. It's been interesting for me doing uh, institutional presentations in the last couple of years because uh, uh, particularly for the Fed, uh, the market is pretty much of the view that uh, all the debt that has been sold, uh, all the Treasury bonds that have been sold have been, have been bought by the Fed, whereas the Fed has actually only been buying about a third uh, of those bonds. So it's, it's the action of the Fed supporting the bond market, which is one of the reasons that bond yields have been so low and the US dollar has been so strong, perhaps. Um, uh, so uh, what the Fed is doing first and what it announced uh, was that uh, the, is that um, the committee decided to continue to reduce uh, the monthly pace of net purchases, beginning them to an end in early March. So it's been reducing the rate of purchases since the last meeting and it's going to continue to... Uh, reduce that further over the next six weeks and that will bring to an end all quantitative easing, all purchase of bonds and not just uh, US Treasury bonds but also asset-backed securities which support uh, mortgage interest rates in the US. Now, that's really interesting because, uh, as I've said, the effect that the, that, the mar that the Fed has had on the bond market is... Uh, the, market, the market has been thinking that they've been buying a lot more than they have. But when it stops buying those bonds, what I think there is, uh, what I think that signals is the beginning of a 
uh, steepening of the yield curve. That is to say, I think long-term interest rates will rise relative to short-term interest rates in the US. And I think that generates a lot more investment in the US economy, and that supports uh, the very, very strong growth that we are going to see uh, anyway in the US economy this year with growth at 4% uh, 4 or better. Uh, remember that the average growth rate in the US economy is only around, uh, well, the long-term growth rate is only about 1.8%. So, um, so this actual this movement is actually beneficial to growth and it's beneficial to, uh, to longer-term earnings, uh, not the reverse. So, and, but then the, the committee expects that uh, it will start increasing interest rates in March. It doesn't say that it will, but it expects that it, that, that it may. And as uh, Jay Powell said and uh, answered the questions after, his present, after the statement, we haven't made up our mind on that yet. <clears throat> now, the other thing that was uh, really interesting to me um, and that was much discussed at the um, uh, convention for the annual um, American Economics Annual Convention that I, that I attended this year, but virtually, <coughs> was this discussion of reducing the size of the Fed's balance sheet. Uh, and what, what Joe Powell said about this was that, uh, which they intend to begin, which they haven't decided that they're going to do, but they're going to think about how they might do it and perhaps announce that at the next meeting, perhaps. Um, uh, what, what he discussed about this in question time after the, after the statement was the last time they tried this, which was in 2018-19, uh, it was extremely lumpy. <laughs> they found it was much more difficult in a smooth fashion than they thought it was going to be. And that's why they need to look at it in much more detail this time, this reducing the size of the balance sheet before they actually start to do it. And so that they mightn't uh, announce a, a tightening of the balance sheet. They mightn't begin tightening the balance sheet in March or, or uh, maybe much earlier than the very end of the year um, when they're in the position to, uh, to actually get on top of it. But... Okay, so the Fed is definitely moving away from worrying about uh, the pandemic, but it is still worried about the pandemic and the importance of, of uh, supporting the economy, but they're very slowly moving to firstly unwinding quantitative easing and only then begin to very slowly increase short rates and maybe later in the year start to reduce the size of the balance sheet. So what that means is they're being as supportive to the US economy as they possibly can, um, and that's really important for markets because obviously this place has scared the hell out of markets for the last three weeks. Uh, they're going to meet, uh, I think bad news is they're going to meet again in six weeks' time, and I think the market's going to get equally scared then. Um, but uh, again, it's important to understand that the Fed is being as supportive as it possibly can uh, to what's happening in the US economy. And, I, and the US economy will be very strong as a result of that support, but uh, inflation might be slightly higher than, than the Fed would like. So uh, in simple language, I think the Fed is allowing the economy to run hot uh, and it will continue to do that through the year. So that's the first thing. But I think that's a good thing for increases in nominal earnings growth in the, in the equities market. Now, Australian equities market, uh, updated model. There are three components in our model. It explains 90.4% uh, uh, of monthly variation of the ASX 200. 
over the over the last 20 years. Now, the three things in the model is earnings, rather, obviously, um, uh, the effect of Australian 10-year bond yields and also uh, corporate risk spreads. And corporate risk spreads are there to provide what we're talking about. When we're talking about um, <clears throat> earnings and bond yields, that, that provides... Uh, an equation for the demand for equities, the investment demand for equities, but the supply of money to that system, we represent that as uh, US corporate risk spread. So uh, the combination of those explains 90.4%. So the market's pretty strong. In fact, uh, fair value in terms of uh, those three variables uh, in the model this week um, is uh, 70, uh, 73.50. Um, and 73.50 is around about 400 points higher or 387 points higher than where the market finished on Tuesday. Uh, fair value, uh, sorry, uh, standard error for the model is 365 points. So the model is uh, around about a, uh, a standard error too cheap, which is uh, at the point at which we say it is statistically significantly cheap, uh, but it's just at that point. So we've just sold off into undervalued territory or moderately undervalued territory in terms of this model. Uh, fair value is uh, pretty strong at 73.50. Uh, outlook for the Australian economy as the US economy is very, very good for this year and earnings will continue to improve. <music>